Welcome to What I Wish I Learned in Law School. My name is Audrey Earhart, and I, just like you, am a practicing attorney, but I'm also the CEO and founder of Practice 42. At Practice 42, our goal is to build and sustain successful law practices across the nation. We do that in so many different ways, and I can't wait to talk to you more about that. Right now, I want you to know we're going to go ahead and focus on how you can become the next guest on my podcast, What I Wish I Learned in Law School, and share so much of your journey with our audience. I'm so excited. It's going to take about 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go ahead and jump in. Well, Martha Joe, thank you so much for having a quick chat on the podcast. Um, Martha, would you mind explaining a little bit about your work and your firm and and, uh, who you work with? So I'm a solo practitioner and my law firm is Geister Patterson Law, which is a combination of my maiden name and my married name, because if you knew me growing up, you wouldn't know my married name. And if you know me as a adult, you might not know my maiden name. So that way, and that also makes me sound bigger. <laughs> That's idea. I got some marketer along the way who did that. And I was like, who's the, mar- you know, who's the other person? And I realized it was their maiden name. And it, so it's a cute way to make you sound bigger. I am a certified elder law attorney and I'm California State Bar certified as a specialist in trust probate and estate planning, which means that I spend a lot of time doing continuing legal education and taking tests. And it also makes me... Well, there are only 33, as the last time I counted, certified elder law attorneys in the entire state of California, which has wow. about 300,000 attorneys. And with that extra certification, I'm at least top 33, probably the top maybe 25. I haven't ever compared names to see who is both. A lot are both. Uh, a couple of people also have tax certification. Even though I'm doing tax school today, that's not my favorite thing. Mm, so I'm right. not going to do that. But and you're affectionately known as? I am the elder law mom. So my, my well, I think she's my favorite. So, da- so Carrie Kasem, whose podcast I'm on. So if you're ever interested in the story of Casey Kasem and the Kasem family feud, Kasem versus Kit. Yeah, I remember that. I featured on that podcast because I was the attorney who got Carrie Kaysen to see her dad before he died. And she always introduces me. I'm the elder law mom. That's my website. So I am the elder law mom. What an amazing story, too, to be involved in the Kaysen case because I remember that. That was, yeah, it was fun. I was actually doing some radio advertising and the gal who was managing my account called me and said, hey, they're looking for a guest on on Karen Kasem's show. And at the time she was actually, about a month before I was going on, she stood out in front of her dad's nursing home, asked, pleading for them to let her in for his birthday. And they wouldn't let her in. I went, wait a second, that's against the law. I knew I was coming in and I basically just really thought she should, you know, I'm going, they're breaking the law. And I offered, I offered to do that sort of as I went, well, if it goes wrong, it's going to, I'm going to get arrested. And I, you know, what am I, what are they going to do? Put a lady, you know, older lady in jail, you know, whatever. Um, But I actually successfully, I had um, put together the materials. I actually put together a whole legal brief and, and took it with us and said, here's the law. You have to let, he has the right to see visitors. 
Yeah. So it was really fun. And then I, then she asked me to be on the case. So I told the attorney from another firm that um, he was stuck with me and I just um, volunteered myself to be on the case. And I don't think he knew how to say no. So I got to <laughs> um, be on the entire case. So that was really, it was very fun. It was a very interesting case. And um, if anybody wants to know about Senator Ingham III, who was also Britney Spears' attorney, I have a little bit of dirt about him, but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Britney Spears' case, which also happened downtown LA, is yeah. very interesting. So I have a lot of intimate knowledge of that case. Yeah. So. Yeah. I want to talk about um, so obviously, you know, the podcast here is, you know, what I wish I learned in law school or what I didn't learn in law school that I kind of learned through, you know, just practicing the law. But, uh, you know, if you were to share maybe a couple of very high level things like, oh, yeah, you're not going to learn this in law school, but let me tell you. <laughs> well, I think the biggest thing in law school is they teach you the law, but they don't tell you that whether you end up hiring on as a lawyer in a big firm or you end up going solo at some point. So I started out law clerking and I you know, worked a bunch of small solos and then I got picked up by a mid-sized firm, but nobody told me that I had to learn how to market. Nobody told you that even if you're working with somebody, they call it a rainmaker. And if you can't make rain, you go nowhere. They'll put you in a desk and they'll pay you a salary. But that's all you're ever going to get. You're never going to become part. You're never going to. You're never going to go anywhere until you learn how to market. And I didn't know how to market. I wow. joke. I didn't know how to learn how to sell Girl Scout cookies. Are they? You know, when I went to law school, much less market a law practice or myself. I wish somebody had told me that that you have to learn to market yourself and giving me that because you know once I learned that. It's changed my life, but it took a long time to get to the point to realize, wait, lawyers aren't supposed to market everybody just walks in your door, right? And they just hire you. Mm, right, yeah. And you're making lots of money. Just like that. Just like that, but nobody tells you it's not just like that. People just don't walk in your door and hire you, and it's not, you know actually have to find yeah. clients. What would you be doing? Let's say you were a uh, new attorney kind of, and you're like, okay, I'm going to go solo here. I, <laughs> and uh, you know, they know that maybe they've done some networking already and we, God, we hope so if they're before they going out solo that they've done a lot of networking, but what, what kind of things would you want to see them doing uh, if they truly wanted to be kind of on a growth trajectory? So if they're in the estate planning and elder law field, the transactional field, they have to really recognize that your competition are the legal zooms, the we the peoples out there that you are actually competing with on lawyers, the document preparers and that you have to get out of a document mindset and start realizing that it's not the documents I sell. Mm. I, um, I just spoke to hospice and I said, now, if I come in and help somebody with a healthcare directive, the healthcare directive is free. I'm gonna charge them a significant fee for helping them get it filled out and working with them and their like family that. so their wishes are known. I said, because if I have a nickel for every almost completed healthcare directive that walks in my office from Kaiser Permanente, which is pretty big in my area, I would be very, very wealthy because they come in almost completed. They don't know how to answer the question of end of life and or they aren't sure how to get it notarized. I mean, there's all sorts of 
blanks in the form, but they don't fill them out. And that's probably the simplest legal document out there. And you know, Kaiser gives it to you in a nice, fully printed book. It's very nice, but people don't know how to do that. So it's not how you know. It's not the form. It's how to get it filled out. How to make sure your wishes are actually known to the agent who's going to make them for you when somebody has to make that tough decision. Yeah, you know, obviously another thing that they probably in law school don't spend enough. time on is, you know, it's like practice management, you know, it's a, you know, tracking things and, you know, which is a big part does in, in laws, making sure that they're, you know, running the operations of the, of the firm well. But they don't teach you how to really practice law. Um, I was fortunate. I started clerking my first year of law school. I I think I had a one-month dating relationship with a guy who wanted to quit his job, and he offered it to me. And the lawyer was stupid enough to hire me um, because I really didn't know squat. <laughs> I, didn't even, I was really brand new. But by working in the law office, I learned how to keep time. I learned a little bit about the day-to-day practice, and I got to go to court with, with, with the attorneys. But if you've never been in court, you don't know... So you hear passing the bar. Yes, there's a bar exam you have to pass. In California, it's really tough to do that. But there's actually, as you walk in the courtroom, there's that bar that goes in to the council table. And in the old days, only attorneys were allowed to go past that to talk to the judge. So that's like a big deal. But if you don't know how to conduct yourself, what to say, how to act, it's pretty intimidating. Uh, it's pretty scary when you go to court for the first time. I actually still remember my first court appearance by myself and it's still pretty funny, but. Um. Yeah. Um, where do you see your work and your firm headed over the next two to three years? So I'm at the, the stage of my practice where I'm hoping to find somebody else to take it over. The mm. problem is, is there's not a lot of younger lawyers who are wow. going into the, especially the elder law field, which is really my passion. I have a dementia-focused practice, but there aren't a lot of younger lawyers going into it. And I think part of it is the competition with the transactional. And maybe it attracts people who are more solo-minded. I don't know, but and maybe COVID, but there isn't anybody out there right now and they may start appearing as we hopefully are on the downside of COVID and it's probably going to become just a bad cold and (laughs) go away. Yeah. For someone, Martha, that's listening to us right now, maybe uh, from a networking perspective, from a uh, partnering perspective, from a uh, hiring perspective, maybe some of us in our conversation are like, I want to work with Martha. Like, what, what are some of the best ways to get a hold of you or connect with you or engage with you? So, uh, you know, email, calling. What do you, what's your website? So my website is elderlawmom.com. What a great brand, by the way, elderlawmom.com. Yeah, elderlawmom. Very easy. You know, that way people don't have to remember which M name I have. Geisler, nobody would know how to spell because it's German and I is long and not the E, so people don't know how to spell so elder law mom is how, you know, you could do that. Call me. 
I have on my website a free, you know, consultation. If somebody were, you know, interested, they could go on there and schedule a 30-minute call. I, you know, I'm mentoring a young man who's going to start law school. I don't know how far he's going to go. I'm, he has a severe cerebral palsy, and he types with his nose, and he's wow. got nine more units of school, and then he's going to hopefully get to UCLA, and I'm very proud of him. He was a client I turned away and we became friends, <laughs> yeah. um, which has been really uh, amazing. But, you know, there's a lot of attorneys looking for young associates and young attorneys. Yeah. And but I don't know that you're on our listservs to find out that people are looking for you. So you're interested, you know, join NALA uh, or, you know, get involved local. And when you talk about networking. And Neil is National Association of Elder Law Attorneys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like California has a Northern California section and a Southern California section because we're a very big state, as most people know. We're huge. So we have two sections. So whichever one would fit you. And if you're in the middle of California, you can join both because you're in the middle and you're not you're probably equally far away from both of the, both sections. So you might as well join them both and go to whichever meeting you can make. Uh, but, um, you know, Southern California, most of our attorneys, San Diego, LA, Orange County, uh, you know, occasionally people come down from Bakersfield, but not as many. So that's kind of the Southern California-ish area. Uh, so that's a way to network and you know, your local bar association is good. And learning to network is really yes. hard. I did not know how to network. Took me a long time to learn to network, and you have to practice networking. And maybe, even though you might not like it, like a networking group that teaches you how to network, like Business Networking International, mm-hmm. some other groups like that that might teach you how to. Very valuable skill. Very valuable. Valuable skill. It takes a while to learn it. I feel like yeah. finally now, like I'm, I finally now feel like I can network yeah. into a group of people I don't know and go, okay, I don't know anybody in this room. Yeah. But but it's taking an interest in other people, right? And it's it's if you're truly interested in other people, if you like other people, <laughs> networking's probably a little easier. Uh, but you you know we still have to get over your you know. Eventually, like me, you're naturally shy. Yeah. Or like afraid to walk in a room with people. Yeah. Very very hard. And now I I walk in a room and I don't, I don't know anybody. Know that there's at least one person who is yep. shy and doesn't know That's anybody, right. and, and I know other people do it a different way, and there's a different way that they teach you. But I usually look to the person standing alone, and we'll start with them because I'm not as comfortable going up to uh, yeah, a big group. Hey, everybody! I, I, you know, that, that shy person sitting in the corner is kind of you know, perfect. All of a sudden, then people start joining you, and you're now you're starting to make mm. friends. And once you made that one friend in the room. Then now all of a sudden you and they relax and you can start, you know, going and getting the food yeah. and doing that. So that's you know, my my networking tip of the day. I love it. That makes it easy. Go find the solo person. That's a good tip. Yeah. Martha Joe, thank you so much for this. Again, elderlawmom.com. Martha, thank you. You're welcome. 
It's Audrey Earhart here. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, What I Wish I Learned in Law School. Listen, if you are a successful attorney and you want to share your message and you have something that you want to give back here, I would love you to be to have you there to be a part of my program. And that's again, the What I Wish I Learned in Law School platform. That's our podcast. This is where you're really going to have the opportunity to share our amazing message. And listen, if you got something out of this interview, it's really important that you share our podcast with your social media. It's not just about our social media where we're going to be putting this out on our Instagram, Practice 42, our Facebook, Practice 42. You'll even see it on my LinkedIn, Audrey. You'll also see it Practice 42's LinkedIn as well. We really want you to be part of this community so we can get your unique message out. We're putting out so many, so much content on a weekly basis. I know you're going to find something that piques your interest. You can learn from, share with your audience too. And listen, you can just do a quick screenshot of your phone number and text it to a friend so they can take a look at everything. They can see what you're up to on social media. They can see what we're up to. And really, this is the way that we're going to help our lawyer community learn what they need to know. There's so much that none of us learned in law school about how to run a business, how to optimize our processes, how to get the right marketing for our practice, how to use legal technology which changes on a daily basis. Listen, let's get connected. Let's stay connected. I'm so appreciative of you for being here. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.